Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role that joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to episode 62. This is Paula Jenkins, a life and career coach and the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. Today's episode is an inspiring and insightful discussion with my good friend, Christy Tending. She and I talk about what it takes to bring courage into action in your life. And I think you'll find this to be just about the perfect discussion to enjoy as we are collectively all waiting for these crazy presidential results. <laughs> Christy is a self-care mentor, activist, and healer, and this here is one of my favorite chats with her ever. As you know, as you know, we are internet besties. <laughs> and so this will be Christy's third appearance here on the podcast. Christy's also offering a free five-part video series about self-care during the holidays. And you can sign up for that on her site at christytending.com. Before we get to the show, I want to give you all a warm welcome and say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear on the show and you want to follow along with this episode, just head over to my website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com, and the show notes are at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 62. If you want to subscribe to Jumpstart Your Joy, we are on all the major podcasting syndication spots, so that would be iTunes, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Player FM. You can go to any one of those and search for Jumpstart Your Joy, and you can subscribe directly there. If you're on iTunes or any of them, if you'd please leave a review, I'd love to hear from you guys, and it helps the show reach more listeners. My exciting announcement for this week is that if you want to start a podcast, if you love listening and you wonder what it might be like to have a show of your very own, I have a great resource for you. I just launched my five-day podcasting fundamentals class, and it is free. It is on the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com, and you will find it in the drop-down, which is classes and workshops. The class starts with a reference sheet that gives you a list of all the hardware, software, and services you will need to launch your show. And then it dives into the reasons why podcasting is a great fit, gives you the process overview of what you need to do before you can launch, and talks a little bit about how to find your focus for your show, what might be holding you back, and then the keys to success. So I hope you'll join me for that fun and free class. <laughs> and so now, without further ado, I bring to you this wonderful conversation with Christy. Today, I'm talking with Christy Tenery Spalding. And she is from christytending.com. And welcome, 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 Christy. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to talk to you always. And yeah, yeah, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So the first question we're asking everybody is what does courage mean to you? Yeah, I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like courage is one of the things that the world is really asking us. Um, to dig in and find in this particular moment as people who are heartfelt, thoughtful people who are interested in making an impact. And I am assuming that this is the group of people you're talking to. Um, but, but I think courage is, in in my world, is 
is, is a certain willingness to be present with yourself, um, to be, to be yourself, um, even when it's deeply unpopular, even when the odds are stacked against you to, to act from your heart and to be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to make mistakes, be willing to go against the grain in service of your heart and your vision for the world. Yeah. I like that a lot because I know a little background for those folks that don't know you so well (laughs) is that a lot of what you do is around, I mean, you can help define this, but social justice and you've been doing a lot of work on really the front lines. If, if we want to talk a little bit about it just for context, but around both the, the, the police and race, issues that are very um, in the forefront right now? Yeah, so I I work a lot on climate justice issues and in solidarity with the people I really consider to be on the front lines, which tend to be people who live close to refineries and extraction sites. Often these are indigenous folks, communities of color. So I think part of what I think about when I think about courage is a willingness on my part to get uncomfortable and to put myself in a position where I'm taking greater risks because there are people who are, and and also around issues around police and um, police militarization and racism in this country, um, I'm somebody who enjoys a lot of privilege. And it would be very easy for me to go back to sleep and say, this is not my issue. And for me, part of what I think about when I think about courage is the commitment to waking up every day um, and assuming more risk than I was born with. Um, and I think that's a really important piece is, um, is understanding that while I am putting myself closer to the front lines, I myself am not on the front lines. And so I need to kind of summon my courage so that I can be of service and in solidarity with folks who are experiencing some really difficult times right now and some serious trauma around what's going on in our world. And, um, and I feel a great calling to do that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because I think it is easy and <laughs> we're off the questions, but I think it really is, nice. it really is easy um, both for a person, and I'll, I'll, this is myself as well, like a person of privilege to feel the pain and really be upset about what we know is happening, but then also not know the best way or any way to make an impact that doesn't feel either um, like it's it, it's not of any what impact, meaning it, w- it doesn't do much, right? Like we care, but we don't know what to do. But then also, how do we put ourselves in that space where it does call on our courage to then do something, do anything about it? So I think that's like a really awesome example of that courage in action, that you are out there and and doing something, acting on what you are very called to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you get back to your questions, (laughs) is is I I think we get stuck in this space of like feeling bad. And, mm-hmm. and the act of like feeling bad takes up so much of our energy because these really are heartbreaking situations where yeah. 
um, the situation of black people being killed by the police is a heart wrenching situation. And what is happening to our planet is right now is heart wrenching. And so I think being willing to step through that feeling bad, which I feel like traps us sometimes. And, and like I said, to be willing to put yourself out there to make mistakes, to build relationships. And, and I mean, I am, I am not an, an example of somebody who's like doing it all right. I mess up all the time, but being willing to be in that kind of curious experimental space of willing to be wrong and willing to be accountable, even when things are tough. I feel like that for me is, is where the really exciting, interesting stuff is happening for me right now around this idea of courage. Um, yeah. Courage isn't just valor and being right all the time. Courage is like willing to be incredibly human um, in these situations. Yeah, I love that you've pointed out that it that there is courage in being vulnerable and willing to just be wrong sometimes, yeah. and yeah. knowing you're going to step into that space if you're doing something that feels that kind of where you're walking the line of excited and terrified and in the right right space. Totally. Yeah. Totally. What is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Um, I'm, I'm struck by two, um, two life examples. The first would be marrying my husband. Um, (laughs) I, I was never one of those people who grew up dreaming about her wedding. And so being, I think this goes back to the, like, being willing to be wrong and being willing to be vulnerable and human and to, to need someone else. Um, and to stand up in front of everyone I know and love and say, you are my person and I want to join forces with you um, to do great things in this world. Um, I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility to my relationship and and I see it as this very precious and sacred thing. And so that and being willing to share that uh, felt very courageous Um, I think the other courageous sort of example that I have is that the day after I graduated college, I moved into, I moved to an indigenous community in Canada where I did forest defense um, and lived and worked in the community defending um, their forests from logging without their consent. These were traditional lands. And so learning, I mean, you want to talk about three months of like learning how to be wrong boot camp that was like I woke up and just like made mistake after mistake like what felt like all day long and really learned how to um to own that and to be okay with that um because I think especially folks with privilege are often sheltered in this way where it's like oh it's okay it's not a big deal like you meant well and and understanding that my actions have real impact Mm -hmm. and learning how to to own that and learning how to be in a process of doing better. There was no better education um, than that. And, and, and I had never camped for more than three consecutive nights in my whole life. And then I went and lived in a, a tent for three months. So it was like discomfort on every level. Wow. Um, but in this way, that was an amazing growing process. And, and one that I think really set the stage for me to continue to explore this idea of like discomfort as opportunity and courage as a path to like realizations that's awesome yeah and it's, <laughs> it's interesting how different those two examples yeah. are I mean one is all 
I mean, one is heart and trust and vulnerability in one way, in like a very intimate way. And then the other one is this wider community type trust and intimacy and all that. Like that's really, it's neat that you challenge yourself on different levels um, in those two, in yeah. those two and, experiences. And I, I will say though, when we got married, we didn't just make vows to each other. We also made vows to our community mm-hmm. and we asked our community to make vows to us. And so that was, that's another level kind of, of, of saying, wow, I hope that I can fulfill the commitments that I'm making to my marriage, but I also hope that I can fulfill the commitments that I'm making to this community of people without which I truly believe my marriage wouldn't exist and it wouldn't exist in the state that it's currently in, which is awesome. So (laughs) I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And recognizing what you need to then like support yeah. yourself and, and yeah. your husband and the community as a whole. Um, yeah. What do you see is different in your life when you're making courageous choices? Mm. I think I feel, I feel much more open and receptive. Um, and again, this idea of, I think courage and curiosity for me are so linked. Mm. Um, when I'm in a space of courage, it's not that I'm in a space of certainty. It's in it's that I'm in a space of being really open to whatever outcome arises. Um, and I'm when I'm feeling courageous, I'm able to be in a space of non-attachment to outcome. Mm. So I'm willing to to let the effort of what I'm doing be kind of its own reward. And I'm less attached to, okay, here's what's going to happen. When I'm in a space of courage, it's simply, it's not that I want something to happen. It's that I know that what I'm doing is what I need to be doing. And so whatever happens next is A, out of my hands, because it's always out of my hands. <laughs> um, but B, whatever happens is okay, because I knew because I know going in that I'm acting from a space of courage and from my heart. And so the, the result is less important. Yes. Right. And there's that really cool thing about the illusion of control, <laughs> which I think there's like this huge part of courage that's like accepting that. Like I'm kind of hearing that as an undertone to what you just said right there. Like, yeah, control is for sure. That's a whole different interview, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like maybe that's coming. Yeah. I think we need to do that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you already touched on where you've been practicing courage. Um Do you, I know as both the self-care expert (laughs) and the activist side coming together, and I only giggle because I feel like expert is such like a a difficult term for so many people. So I'll start that question over. Self-care mentor so that I can stay out of that expert place and let other people be their own experts. Okay, Um, I will, let me restart that question. So as a self-care mentor and Mm. an activist, I know that you probably have kind of your own personal toolkit or set of practices that you use both to help you in the area of courage, but also probably like to reset after a tough, you know, a tough day, whatever that looks like for you. Would you like to share what some of those tools or a tool or two um, might be for you with the audience? Yeah, I think meditation has been a huge tool for me. And I think meditation is its own act of courage because it's being 
willing to be with whatever arises. And again, we have no control over what happens. I, I mean, I've been meditating for 15 years and I have no control over what happens when I sit down and close my eyes. That yeah. is, that is not, I, I am, yeah, I have no idea what is going to come up. Um, but I think, so meditation is a huge one. I think, you know, getting enough sleep is absolutely critical for me. I think there's this other dimension, though, to self-care where I think self-care itself can be a courageous act because it's being willing to stop and rest for a moment and actually see what's going on underneath. Um, I, for years, was the like, go, 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 like run until I fall down <laughs> kind of person. Um, and I'm, and I'm still that way to a certain extent. I have a lot of energy and a lot of ideas and, and I'm always feeling inspired to create something new. But I think the most interesting spaces for me, um, are when I'm able to surrender a little bit and be willing to see, and witness myself in stillness. Um, so whether that's meditation or whether that's getting enough sleep or just being still enough to sip a glass of water slowly while not walking. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's really an act of, of bravery to, to slow down and actually to feel everything that we're feeling. I think this goes back to the real intensity of the moment that we're in, um, but being willing to feel it and to be human and vulnerable in those moments and, and to understand that we are not even close to done and to still honor your humanity in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like there is always more to do. The world doesn't stop, but to (laughs) offer yourself that, recognition of your inherent preciousness as a human um, in that moment, I think is an act of courage to really see yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's really hard. What? Because we get taken out of the moment or there is that nature of, I'll go back to the control question of like wanting to make it what we want or wanting to make it what feels comfortable Right. And so then we ignore some of the other things maybe around us or that are real and true. Yeah. And, and healing and self-care can be deeply uncomfortable, especially if we're working with incredible trauma or we're working with chronic illness or grief. Like that can be a really uncomfortable situation. Self-care is not all like bubble baths and bonbons and like pedicures right. awesomeness. It can be like really tough work. Um, and healing is not for the faint of heart. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that you've underlined that because it's also been my experience that some of those pieces are the hardest things I've ever done. And yeah, even in my, my own, my own podcast, like that's the underlying message of joy is that it is often the most improbable choice and the hardest thing you have ever done. So it's interesting that I think there's that naive sense sometimes with people thinking, oh, well, (laughs) whatever happiness courage whatever is is easy but it I yeah I think we're kind of underscoring that idea that no (laughs) it's a hard path to go yeah yeah Um, it is what makes you want to practice courage 
what kind of informed or like what's driving you to to be courageous every day? Mm-hmm. I think um, so. Spiritually, I most closely identify as being Buddhist. I um, I don't come from a spiritual background, but I've always felt this kind of inherent spiritual um, drive in change making, whether it's um, in a role as more explicitly as a healer or whether it's as an activist. So I think the thing that drives me to practice courage is remembering that we are all connected, mm-hmm. um, which A, means that we are all equally precious and powerful, um, that I am a shining cell in the body of the universe, um, that I am you know, part of everything, um, and also... I think from a selfish standpoint, and this is sort of another point that I underscore a lot when I'm talking to folks um, with privilege around social justice issues, whether it's um, around racism or homophobia or ableism, um, but reminding myself that I am not free until all of us are free Mm -hmm. Um, and And encouraging people to remember that, that my liberation is bound up in yours and vice versa. And that it's not, um, it's not something where I'm ever going to be like done wiping my hands of that. (laughs) And, and it's like, well, freedom for me accomplished. Um, yeah, it's, it's much, it goes much deeper than that. And so remembering that, um, my liberation is bound up in yours and vice versa. And that we all are participant in liberation, essentially, whether that's healing liberation or whether it's justice-based liberation. Um, we are, we are all inherently connected to one another. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's one of those things that's, it's hard for a person of privilege to hear. I mean, it's hard for me to hear and, and yeah. know that like, yeah, there's kind of that sense of being convicted. And I mean that in the, not the legal sense, but like that's, right. that's conviction. Like, yes, I am not free until everyone's free. And so that, that does put something on me to, to go out and, and yeah. spread, spread my own joy, but also make sure that that includes the people that maybe aren't what inherently, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know even know how to explain that. But I mean, it's, it's also good news. You know what I mean? Because it means that victories in, in social justice struggles, um, when someone else, you know, is getting healed or getting justice, like you are getting that too. All of the effects of this ripple outward. Mm. Um, and, and so it's, it can be difficult to hear, but it's really good news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And someone else, you know, getting justice doesn't mean that I suddenly am less free. Mm, yes. It means that I'm more free. Right. Mm, that's beautiful. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, good, it's good stuff. I'm telling you, this is really good news. <laughs> it's really good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and thank you. Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on courage that you wanted to touch on before we would close this out. Um, I don't know that I do. This has been such a delight and really a really fun chance to chat about this. And it's really 
Um, I, I've been simmering on on these ideas for a minute now, so it's really good to get to share. And and I think maybe that's the last thing that I'll sort of share and end on is um, a it's totally okay and understandable if you are scared. Um, and B, go talk to people about it because I am, I, I've been a teacher long enough to know that if you have a question, some other student in the class has a question, yeah. has that same question. And so, you know, find those people whom you trust and start having these conversations about what does it mean to show up? What does it mean to keep showing up? Um, and, you know, how can we be better comrades to one another, better co-conspirators in one another's freedom? Um, what does that look like? And, um, yeah. And keep asking those questions because the questions and the questions will spark the courage and that's where the magic is, um, in that curiosity and the willingness to stay awake. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's beautiful. So, what is what else are you working on? And if somebody um, if somebody wants to find you and and follow along, <laughs> where yeah. can they find you? And what are you working on next? Yeah. So the the best way to find me is on my website, which is christytending.com. and that's where I have all sorts of free resources and um, my online courses. So I teach a variety of online courses in self-care and mindfulness and learning to be present. Um, The one that I'm especially excited about right now is one that just launched this summer. It's a course on breathing and breathing is all about courage um, because we breathe so unconsciously so often and we even hold our breath and stifle our breath, but really um, learning to breathe through situations is allow, is what lets us to kind of maintain that courage and stokes that fire of courage in us. Um, so learning to breathe has been one of the greatest healing practices of my life. It's what I'm really amped on sharing right now with people. Um, and if that's not your thing, there are tons of other amazing resources over on my site. Um, like I said, I'm always creating the next thing. Um, so come have a look and I would be so excited to see you there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you, Paula. You're the best. (laughs) You too. As always, thank you so much, Christy, for being on the show. I just love that we get to share this conversation, which was originally part of the Courage in Action Telesummit. I just felt like it was such a valuable discussion that it deserved its own space on the podcast as well. To get all of the links or find out more, you can head over to the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 62, and you can get links to Christy's site and more information about her free five-part video series on self-care during the holidays. If you are hooked on podcasts, like I know I am, and you're thinking maybe you'd like to start your very own, you can go enroll in my free podcasting fundamentals class on my website, jumpstartyourjoy.com. And I'll give you my insights on why it's a great fit for your business or blog. You can get there on my website from the drop down classes and courses. Up next week on the show in episode 63, I've got Connie Curtis and she is a gluten free coach. (laughs) And we share about how to enjoy the holidays if you are gluten free or if you have a 
friend or family member who is gluten-free. We'll talk about what to cook, how to avoid getting glutened, which is when you accidentally eat gluten and you shouldn't. And we share all sorts of great information about how you can have a wonderful gluten-free holiday season. If you're tuning in on Tuesday, November 8th, I hope that you'll go vote. And then I hope that I'll see you next week. And until then, that your days are filled with so much joy.